3: Hello and welcome to episode six hundred and eighty-one of the Veasan Market Insights podcast. I'm your host Josh Applebaum. What's going on, everyone? Happy Monday, but most of all, happy weekend, guys. We got after it. Last time we talked, it was back on Friday, and we ripped off three straight fantastic days. Looking back toward Friday. 3-1 3-1 plus 0.85 units. I remember that was the night where we had uh, the San Diego under, which was able to cash, Tampa Bay and Carolina. So starting to cook with, with a little, uh, little bit of gasoline here in the NHL. I do have four bets for you in the NHL tonight that I'm excited to share, as well as some up- updated numbers here on uh, how a lot of our systems are doing, which hint, hint, are off to a decent start here. Uh, but then Saturday, epic Saturday, 3-0 and in the UFC. It was nice to get back into the UFC using our younger, taller, longer reach line move, but also our low bets, higher dollar, uh, bet discrepancy there, so Todorovic, uh, Gene Takovic, as I like to call him, all you better call Saul fans, uh, Martinez Grasso, 3-0, and nice little 3-0 and sweep there in the UFC, but also on Saturday, not a bad college football day, we got Utah on the money line, and a reminder as always, that's why you money line short favorites, Utah ended up winning the game by one point, why is that important, because they were kind of a fishy, the trendy dog, but laying 3-3.5, three, three Felt like, hey, that was maybe too many points. Let's just win the damn game. Hashtag win the damn game. And Utah got it done. So that's why you money line. We also got Syracuse on the money line. We got Kentucky getting four and a half. Couldn't get FSU. They made it interesting at the end, but came up short there. So three and oh, UFC, three and one college football. And then to top it off, how about a nice little NFL Sunday? I don't know, bed, bath, me on, you know, Home Depot. I don't know if we'll have time, but we got after it. Indianapolis Colts on the money line. Had to sweat that one. Got a little scared by some buyback there on the Jaguars, but uh, Indy was kind of a, uh, a look headline example here, and I think this is something that I want to pay a little bit more attention to. Obviously, each game we're looking at, Our model, and our model, we got it pretty good right now, guys. Again, looking at dogs and looking at unders. You did see dogs go 6-6 and ATS yesterday, but I think we picked the right dogs because we went 5-1, and baby, Uh, but unders 8-4. and So that's kind of the angle here. But another thing that I want to incorporate, aside from, you know, leaning on dogs and unders, except if they're a trendy dog, we want to bet against those trendy dogs. Uh, Also looking at, you know, betting percentages, line movement, betting systems, everything we always talk about. Rest advantages are big too. Teams playing Thursday night versus team who played Sunday. Hint, hint. I'll be talking about the Broncos here in a second for Monday Night Football. I have a play on Monday Night Football. Also have a play on the MLB tonight. There's a winner take uh, take all game here. Not a game seven, but kind of a game seven, a game five, do or die between the Guardians and the Yankees. Uh, but kind of the thing I wanted to, you know, hit on a little bit more was look ahead lines. I think this is really important because look ahead lines, basically, uh, late in the summer, the oddsmakers will release their look ahead lines for every game all season long, uh, way into the future. And you can't really bet on these at every single book, but it's basically a barometer of hey, these are the kind of the perception of these teams and the matchups and how the power ratings uh, spit out, you know, this number or that number for any game you know, in week six, week 10, week 17, or sometimes they don't do 17 because it's just kind of a crapshoot. But whole point being, you're not going to really bet these games, you know, three months in advance, but what you can do is compare the look number to what the number is currently. So a reason why I still like Tennessee, even though I didn't like that kind of, or sorry, the reason why I liked um, the Colts there, despite a little buyback, because they got to two and a half at one point, came back down to one and a half against uh, the Jaguars, is that I said, okay, we still have a rest advantage, but here's the thing. Look-head line, the look-head line, for that game before the season started was actually Colts minus seven. So if we were getting down on them at a money line around a minus one and a half, then that was pretty good value there. So again, you're not going to bet games just based on look discrepancies, but it's almost like we're sharps, you know, sharps who set their own numbers. And we said, Hey, you know, this should be a seven point game theoretically when these lines came out. Now it's at one, one and a half. The whole point being, has there been an overreaction or underreaction to, to specific teams? So with the Colts, I think it's been the uh, the overreaction of how bad they are. Yes, their offense looks terrible. Uh, again, people keep complaining about those Thursday night games being uh, disgusting to watch and you know gouge your eyes out. But I think they're pretty good if you're on these unders. Unders continue to cash you at a really high rate. But the whole point being, let's incorporate look-ahead lines. If we can have something that we like anyway, where it's maybe contrarian, low bets, higher dollars, reverse line movement. Uh, Maybe it's a divisional dog. Maybe you have some good betting systems here. Plus you have a good look at advantage. Then really, that's what you want to be taking advantage of here. You know, you can flip it the other way. Like, let's say a look ahead was, you know, maybe a team minus three. We like the dog. The line opens at six. It's down to five and a half. Boom! The line is moving toward the kind of look look ahead edge there. So, just something I wanted to mention. I don't talk a lot about look ahead lines, but I thought that that you know, indie uh, game was a perfect example of how to kind of use the look ahead comparison discrepancy to your advantage if it kind of lines up with everything else that you're looking for. Uh, but Sunday, guys, we got the Colts money line. We got the Patriots. Plus three and a half down to two and a half, absolutely rolling. My Pats, we might have a football team this year, and I would stick with Bailey Zappi if you're asking me. Mac Jones, let that ankle heal up. I'm riding Zappi until he loses. Uh, The G-Men getting it done, had a good uh, comeback there late, covering the number, winning outright. The Atlanta Falcons, I want to thank everyone who tuned in to the DraftKings show on Sunday. They were my best bet. I love that line move toward the Falcons, a lot of injuries to San Fran, and the Falcons kept moving. They were five and a half when we did the pod on uh, last talked on Friday. They actually closed at like four so good uh, hit there with Atlanta, Seattle getting it done as well. Plus three down to two and a half for two. The only real loser there was Kansas city getting three. And again, tip recap to the bills. There was early movement on the bills there, but either way, guys, the way, whether you add it up, I don't have the exact numbers for you, but I believe since Friday, 14 and three. So let's go. We're cooking with some gasoline right now, guys. I just wanted to mention one thing too. Like, you know, when you have a great weekend, you know, 14 and three, I mean, that that's fantastic. You don't expect to you know be that good all the time, but, I'll just throw this at you. Don't get cocky. Don't get arrogant. You're running hot. Our systems are cashing right now. You know, don't double down, triple down. Don't try to get loosey-goosey with the model and bet more games because you feel invincible. Because betting... It's funny. You can be red hot, and then the next night you can have a bad night. You could be ice cold, and then the next night you could have a great night. So don't overreact. Don't get too high or too low. But it's great to see that our betting systems and our models are really coming through right now. And I will just you know tell you this. When when you have a 14-3 and 3 weekend where you stack uh, hella units there, uh, I was uh, thinking about there was a scene in The Sopranos, my favorite show of all time, where they're sitting around the kitchen table. And Tony says, remember these times when the, when the, something like, uh, never forget these times with your family when things when things were good. One day you'll have a family of your own and and you'll uh, you'll remember this or something like that. I screwed up the lyrics, but or the you know kind of the quote there. but that's what i'm I'm telling to you now. It's not always this good when you go 14 and three over the weekend, but it just goes to show that we have our finger on the pulse of the betting market and we're seeing the lines very clearly. and then the teams are coming through for us. We're getting closing line value. And CLV is turning into wins like that Patriots or Seattle or uh, or Atlanta Falcons play. So either way, guys, I'm feeling a little bit feisty, feeling a little bit good. We're starting a new week here on a Monday, getting through the second half of October. and Pretty soon, it's going to be Halloween. I actually uh, went to Costco with the uh, fiance. And you know what we're going to do this year? We're handing out full-size candy bars. So we actually got our first home last year. We've been here uh, just about a year now. And, uh, and I want to make an impression here. I want the kids to know that we got the coolest house uh, the, the sports gambler that lives at the uh, uh the end of the street. He, he gives out full size candy, so I'm excited for Halloween coming up here shortly. But either way, guys, great time of year to be betting on sports, and we're running pretty hot right now. So let's keep it going. But don't again, don't get cocky, don't get up, don't get down. Whether you're three and fourteen or fourteen and three, you're never as hot as you think you are. You're never as cold as you think you are. You're somewhere in the middle. But either way, guys, really good sign here that we have our finger on the pulse. Of the NFL and pretty much the entire betting market, so let's keep it rolling. Uh, real quick, before we dive into all of our bets for today, uh, I do have a Monday night football play for tonight. I have a play on the MLB game tonight, Yankees and Guardians. I have four bets in the NHL. Get ready, NHL is going to start to get hot and heavy, which is great for me because uh, I'm a big system play in the uh, system play guy in the NHL. So stay tuned for that. We'll also do our. Um, our autopsy, I think, is very important here. Probably be a short one today because I think uh, you know all these games that we talked about pretty much came through, which is a good problem to have. Uh, but we'll hit on some uh, some plays to you know some things to take away, some things to keep an eye out for. There's one game in particular that I wanted to mention: Dallas and Philadelphia. You know, Dallas was uh, a dog play. We know that dogs have done so great in prime time divisional dogs, but that was kind of a fade the trending dog. Like I didn't play that game. Um, you know, again, you could have played the under. Under came through. It was like 45 and a half down to 42 and a half. Pour one out for another uh, another primetime under there. Um, but uh, what you actually, hold on, 26, 36, 40. It landed 43. So, actually, that was a 42 and a half under. You lost. Ooh, that was a tough one if you got the late late number there. But if you got the, uh, I guess, that, that would actually be graded as a loss because uh, that's what, 30, am I good with math? 37. Yeah, 43. So, 43, it closed at 42 and a half. That means if you got the early number you cashed. That's technically a loss on the uh, on the primetime under there. But the whole point being, just one teachable moment there, you know, Dallas was the dog. They were they were um they were not contrarian, actually. That's a big thing I want to mention. Dallas was getting like 57, 60% of bets. The line kept going to Philly. So even though I loved, you know, this dog angle that we've been riding here in the NFL, remember, trendy dogs you want to keep an eye out for. Because I saw Philly at one shop. They opened as low as like laying four, three and a half, five. They got all the way up to 6.5 for 7. That line kept going to Philly, even though a majority bets were on Dallas. So that was one where it was a favorite that came through, but it's actually a contrarian favorite. And then again, looking through the rest of these lines, the other one that kind of was shocking to me, Tampa Bay-Pittsburgh. I didn't play that one, but Tampa had a huge move, 6 up to 9.5. One thing I guess you take from that is the line really never got to 10. So even though you had heavy betting Tampa, I guess uh, I'm looking now, a couple shops got to 10, but came right back down to 9.5. So I don't know if anyone took Pittsburgh. I didn't. Um, but again, that was a dog play with an inflated line contrarian spot. Uh, the Bengals had a really good move there. They are like a pick-em game up to minus three, ended up winning by four, uh, so you like seeing that one. That one was a little nervous, though. They were a big public play, but they did come through with a lot of injuries on New Orleans. Uh, the other kind of teachable moment – You know, I love these unders, as you guys all know. I'm just kind of just throwing some things at you because I think it's important on a Monday to look back and, you know, you can easily say, oh, we got five and one. Who cares? Turn the page. We got some good winners. Let's move on to Monday night. No, you know, what if you could have gone six and oh, maybe you got lucky. I just think it's important here uh, to kind of do this autopsy every Monday to, you know, tell tell yourself, hey, what did we get right? What did we get wrong? What are some things that we could have even gotten better on? It had an even better day had we not done this or had we done this or that. Um, but the one I, I want to mention with Jacksonville Indy, that was a, a line move to the under, like 43 down to 41. But when I was looking at the DraftKings bet splits, which, again, tell me data doesn't matter. This was the last three days were for our hashtag data doesn't matter, people. Okay, keep telling me it doesn't matter. Uh, but anyway, that's, a, that's another battle that I'm sure I'll reengage on Twitter at some point. But anyway, um, data-wise, that was kind of a trendy under. That's what scared me. You know, that ended up being uh, well over like, you know, almost 60 point was at 61 points scored 34, 27, but that kept falling under, which again, I think there was some under money coming in, but it was like 80% of public bets on the under just falling in love with that indie. what five and zero under trend. So I would be a little bit wary of taking an under same thing with a dog. Like we don't like trendy dogs. We don't like trendy unders as well. We got to make that a thing as well because once the, because the public is so biased, toward betting favorites and overs, that when they you know bet an under, that is just a, a kind of a very, very, I don't know, a very clear bias that they're showing that they don't want. They don't want to bet these unders, but they're doing it because of that. At that time, what was it, 5-0 Indy to the under? So that one was just one that I wanted to mention. When you see like 70 80% of bets on under, hint, hint, you're kind of seeing that tonight when we get to the Monday night game, I'd be a little wary because it just becomes a big public play. Uh, jets were sharp too. I added them late. Uh, I saw them fall, what were they, uh, 10 to 9 to 8.5 to 8, down to 7.5. They were contrarian. I took a shot on the Jets. I don't know if anyone cashed them. Uh, The G-Men, I I like the fact that they didn't really get to 6. They came back down to 5.5. Uh, Miami, I did add Miami. I lost on that one, but uh, I was feeling I was feeling a little saucy there. But uh, I thought that was kind of a line freeze, three, three and a half on Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota was a north team going south in the heat there. Um, so it was a, a favorite that actually did cover with Minnesota. Atlanta was just a blueprint play. I'm looking at it now. Wow, Atlanta closed at like three and a half at some shops. Uh, there's one system there, the severe line move. Severe line moves, like you will see a half point here and there. But a severe line move is when you see at least two points of line movement toward one team that is now I think seven and two ATS with that severe move toward Atlanta, Uh, Carolina and the Rams. uh, Typically you fire your coach and you cover the next game. Didn't happen there. The Rams won by 14. I didn't have any action on that game. Uh, That was kind of a sharp under 42 down to what? 40. I only landed 34. Seattle was great. Three down to two and a half. Again, key numbers. I think the other teachable moment is we're trying to get these early in the week guys, you know, as a, as a dog better, someone, uh, someone told me this a long time ago, Bet favorites early, Bet dogs late, uh, but n- kind of what I like to do when I'm betting football is I bet games early that are on key numbers that are going to move in my favor. Like perfect example: Patriots, um, Seattle. What was the other one there? There's another three that was falling down: Patriots, Seattle, uh, maybe it was Atlanta. Uh, maybe they were. I think they're like six down to five and a half. But if you see a key number that's juiced up um, and you think it's going to fall in your favor, then those are the games that I bet early in the week. So if you if you like the dog and it's plus three. Minus 115, minus 120. It might be a Monday or Tuesday, but I'm going to hit that dog early in the week because uh, even though it may come back, you know, it could be buyback, could go the other way. I want to get those numbers early before they move and fall off the key number. Uh, Buffalo KC, great game. I guess the teachable moment there was, you know, you see a total that's really high, 53, got up to 54, 54 and a 54.5. Um, I don't really want to f- kind of follow those really popular overs. So uh, that was a no play for me, but I guess the uh, kind of in the same vein of a popular under with it in the uh, Indian Jacksonville flying over, that was really popular over that sailed way under there. And again, we mentioned Philly there as a fade, the trendy dog on a primetime game. And again, I think they only got like 42% of bets yet. The line kept going in their favor and there's like no buyback there on Dallas. So again, either way, 14 and three, great last few days here. Let's see if we can keep it rolling. But some things we can uh, apply and move forward. And whether you have a good day or a bad day, you always want, want to try to get better. Lean on your strengths, work on your weaknesses. Uh, and again, it's a it's a it's a process, as Bill Belichick likes to say. It's a pro. We're going through a process. Uh, hopefully, the process k- continues. Bailey Zappi to start for my New England Patriots. But either way, guys, great NFL weekend. Not going to lie to you, really good weekend overall. Let's keep it going. Uh, real quick, before we start diving into all of our games for tonight. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, sign up for the VEASAN newsletter, VEASAN.com newsletter. It's now called the VEASAN Daily. Wake up every morning. Uh, number one, a link to my Morning Bets podcast. So if anyone tuned in, you're feeling pretty good about the Morning Bets. Uh, Josh's Sweat, the third part of the pod. It's uh, Game of the Night, Best of the Rest, then Josh's Sweat. So hint, hint, the line is going toward the uh, – couple sweats here for them in the morning if you're a morning person Uh, you'll get a link to all of our great content today's newsletter led off with the bet splits for denver and la uh, which are great fantastic numbers coming from DraftKings. low bets higher dollars looking for sharp moves Uh, but you also get a breakdown of all the survivor leagues it was a kind of an epic weekend for survivor a ton of people got knocked off by the bucks losing the packers losing 49ers ravens cards i think there's only Uh, 339 entries that are left here. So 46% of the survivor field is now eliminated. Dave Tooley's got a great write-up here, looking at dogs and unders. I have my sharp report every single day, so the breakdown here on the game listed as well. Our prop analyzer, again, I'm not a big prop guy. I stick to the conventional market, but if you're into props, you have a great new tool at VEASAN uh, for your consideration, which is great, including a couple plays on Justin Herbert tonight. Also, Adam Burke. Uh, has his breakdown, and he's a big Guardians guy. So I know who Adam Burke will be rooting for tonight. He's from Cleveland, uh, but Guardians, Yankees, Adam's got his uh, breakdown of the game. Uh, so tons of great content already. We got some early NFL Week 7 lines. We'll hit out the pod. Uh, we'll hit tomorrow the NFL lines uh, for Week 7 tomorrow. I want to let the dust settle a little bit here. Uh, keep an eye monitoring all these moves. Uh, but also Week 8, college football, looking ahead, NBA title bets, JVT. A lot of great information here, as well as promos to legal books. Take advantage. They want your business. You want to shop for the best line. It's a win-win for everybody. And that Omaha Steaks offer. Is it your dad's birthday coming up soon? Or do you want, want to just get a discounted group of steaks that you can grill, uh, you know, getting ready on Sundays? 30 or 50% off. Just use the promo code VEASAN. And here I am. To, and I actually bought this uh, a few years ago for my dad. He actually loved it. You know what they really like? There's this thing you get. They're like these uh, potatoes that are like stuffed baked potatoes. Uh, my mom actually really loved that, but i have to get a new Omaha Steaks. So maybe I'll order that for Christmas. But a promo link here at the VEASAN, uh, VEASAN newsletter every single day. Then if you're looking to take that next step in your sports betting journey, sign up for a VEASAN All Access membership. Get all of our pro tools, best bets, all of our actionable tips, live stream of all the VEASAN shows, all the articles beyond the paywall, uh, all included when you become a member. And it comes down to or comes to a breakdown of kind of less than 70 cents a day. So we have NBA starting up later this week you know, we're, we're flying high with all our sports, college football. I actually got an email from, um, uh, from my guy, uh, Ben, uh, Ben Fox, who was saying, Hey, we're getting ready for the college basketball betting guy. Do you want to contribute? And I'm like, damn right. I do. Uh, so get ready. We have college basketball coming up here soon. So with everything going on, become a member. We're going to make your life a lot easier. We'll be we guarantee a winner. Of course not, because you can't guarantee winners. And, again, I always see what's the lock tonight. Sportsbooks love to tweet that before every game, and I love to just roll my eyes and say there's no such thing as a lock. A lock. Stop perpetuating the myth that things are locks. Uh, but you know what is a lock? That we're going to give you the great content, information, data, and advice to help you make the smartest bet that you can. But, of course, no one can guarantee the outcome. But if you consistently, again, find yourself in that uh, that sharp side, I think you're going to be a, w- a successful better long term. So that's visacom slash subscribe, give it a shot. Then, lastly, get on Twitter. Twitter's where the betting combo never ends. Twitter's where we stay plugged into a real-time market, constantly moving, changing, and evolving. Just go to uh, VEASAN, uh, at Live, the mothership, to give us a follow. You can follow me at Josh underscore insights. You can always DM me or shoot me an email, Josh joshatveason.com. Questions, comments, suggestions, anything I can do to help you along in your sports betting journey, you let me know. So that being said, we got a big Monday Night Football showdown tonight, guys. So uh, I'll tell you what my play is. Number one, it's Denver plus four and a half. I'll give you the breakdown and the reasoning why. And then also, I'm going to tell you why I'm not going to play this total. Again, it looks like it's fallen 46.5 down to 45.5. But when we look at the data, 72% of bets under, 75% of dollars under. I just don't love betting these unders that are really popular with the public. So that's a layoff for me. Again, I'm pretty much unders or nothing. It's like I'm I'm not going to go the other way and bet the over just because it's contrarian. Divisional unders are 21 and 10 this year, 68%. Primetime unders are 12 and 6 now, I believe. Uh, you look at um, unders in general, 60%. So you have all those angles. Unders at Folly staff point, uh, they are 61%. Um, but the fact that it's a public play, I don't really want to bet it. And I'm also uh, feeling like I have a pretty good edge here on the Broncos. That's why I'm just sticking to the Broncos plus 4.5. So here's my angle with the Broncos. Number one, it's a data play, and then it's also a really good buy low, sell high contrarian play and also a lot of system matches. So let's start off with the data. We're data-driven bettors. What's the betting market telling us here? It's telling us that, you have a really sharp reverse line move uh, toward the Denver Broncos. The Chargers open this game as a six-point home favorite. They're all the way down to minus four and a half. Uh, So you got to ask yourself, if the Chargers, who are getting 77% of bets tonight, are the big public play, you know, Herbert at home, Russell Wilson has looked like he's cashed. I I admit he doesn't look very good to me either. But if everyone's betting the Chargers almost 80%, why'd the line fall? You know, if the public like the Chargers anyway at minus six, you know, maybe they bet it you know early last week they look tonight and're like wow, they're down to four double down bet them again That's dangerous don't do that uh, again because uh, you got to ask yourself why why am I getting a better number on the chargers when they're getting all the bets it's because, ding, 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 reverse line move here toward Denver. They're only getting 23% of bets, yet the line is moving in their favor. That's reverse line movement when the betting line moves in the opposite direction of the betting percentages. Public all over Team A, yet the line goes to Team B. A fishy move. And again, if you listen to the pod long enough, this is a, a kind of a blueprint play for us. But public's on the Chargers, yet line's going to Denver. Right off the bat, sharp move toward Denver here. Uh, So I took Denver plus four and a half. I would jump on this now as quick as you can. I'm starting to see these books maybe get down to four. So the line is continuing to go toward Denver, which is a good sign. But hopefully you did get the hook or listen to the morning bets pod uh, this morning when we talked about the, uh, the four and a half. Okay. So right off the bat, contrarian and heavily bet game, sharp reverse line movement toward Denver. We also have Denver in a divisional dog spot. Divisional dogs bark louder because of that built-in familiarity, leveling the playing field. If you look at divisional dogs this year, they're 17 and 14 ATS, 55%. That's pretty much right where they are historically, about 54.5% over the last five years. Road dogs have been great this year, 30 and 21 ATS, 59%. Short road dogs getting six or less. They're 62% over the last three years. Primetime dogs. I have primetime dogs just eight and nine this year, but they're still 57% ATS uh, since 2019, I believe. Uh, So you'll also have all those dog angles, but then also um, you kind of have a really good buy low sell high spot because Denver has lost two straight chargers have won two straight Denver is one in four against the spread chargers are four and one against the spread. So I think a public better says, you know, chargers are at home. They have a far better record. They've won two straight. Denver's lost two straight chargers cover. Denver doesn't boom, easy play chargers. But I think as a contrarian better, you want to learn to embrace the grossness, the the, the hazmatiness, I guess I, th- I should say, of Denver. You actually, uh, over time, learn to buy low on the teams that don't cover, sell high in the teams that do cover, bet against the teams on win streaks, uh, bet on the teams on losing streaks because it's all about value. When you don't cover, uh, if the public bet on you, they're mad at you because they cost you money, uh, or they uh, they bet against you and they won, so they are continue to bet against you. Chargers, a team that's 4-1 ATS, if publics bet on them, they've covered, they're going to ride them. So you get that mindset of being overvalued versus undervalued and when you can kind of converge those two theories of being overvalued chargers, win streak and covering a lot versus undervalued, you know, losing streak and haven't covered a lot. You you put those two together and that creates a really good buy low sell high opportunity on Denver. So that's another match on Denver. Also what I like about Denver, uh, kind of in the same vein, dog who missed the playoffs last year, 38 and 24 against the spread 61%. Uh, You also have a dog who did not cover last week. 19 and 13 ATS, 59%, also matching Denver. But then another angle here would be um, a rest advantage. Remember, Denver played Thursday night. It was disgusting, but it was beautiful to us on the under. Chargers played on Sunday. Played in, in uh, where where is it, in uh, against the Browns, because I covered the plus three there, but the late line didn't, didn't cover. Uh, but Denver played Thursday Chargers played Sunday. That's a rest advantage. Denver's a little more rested. They've had three extra days there to rest, rehab, get ready, and game plan. Hopefully Hackett doesn't screw it up for us. I'm worried I'm going to have to sweat Hackett tonight. Please don't make a boneheaded mistake. Uh, But that's a good kind of rest versus tired angle on Denver as well. And then lastly, again, cherry on top. It doesn't mean a ton, but I like it when it lines up with what I'm already thinking. Drone Boger. Drone Boger is the number one road referee in the NFL. If you look at Boger's career, Road teams are 59% against the spread with Jerome Boger uh, as the lead ref here. So you add it all up, super contrarian, just from a contrarian angle, primetime dog only getting 23%. But, again, can't just only be contrarian. You need an indication of sharp action. We have that with the reverse line move toward Denver. We have all of our dog systems. Uh, We have a rest advantage, a buy low, sell high, bad ATS, good ATS. And we have Jerome Boger, hopefully, to give us some good calls tonight in our favor. So add it all up. uh, Give me Denver. The Broncos plus four and a half. Hopefully you jump on this thing uh, ASAP or you already did again because it looks like it's going down a four, which is a good sign. It's moving toward us, uh, but it's a bad sign if you haven't bet it yet because that hook hopefully hopefully won't be – it won't matter. Maybe you lose by three or win the game, but I hate to see anyone get a late four and you lose by four, and that way you push versus you would have covered if you got the four and a half. So, again, pay attention to the juice movement, but I'm sweating Denver plus four and a half tonight. Uh, there you have it, guys. First half of the pod here in the books. A lot of football talk. Uh, recapping well, a great weekend overall, and then looking toward Monday night here for tonight again. No, no play on the total. Uh, it has a move to the under, but it's too public for me to bet the under. I'm rocking Denver plus four and a half. But don't go anywhere when we return. We got more to get to. I got some MLB to talk about, and I got some NHL to talk about. We got a big game in the Bronx, and quietly, 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 NHL. We're getting system matches every night. This is my favorite time of year. Sweating NHL. I know it's not the biggest, most popular sport. But it's a sport that I love to bet on. Hopefully you do too. You're becoming a puckhead, uh, slowly, hopefully. Uh, but either way, guys, don't go anywhere. Going to finish up strong on episode 681 of Monday Night Football Edition of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. With me, your buddy, your host, the guy you grind and sweat with in the arena approaching betting from a data-driven contrarian angle, your buddy Josh Applebaum. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California uh, fans and sports bettors in on the action. There's no good reason why your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online, while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies. Prop 27 will ensure that California finally catches up to the rest of the country. So if you live in California, first off, make sure you're registered to vote in this fall's midterm elections. And when you vote in these this fall's midterm elections, make sure you vote yes on Prop 27 in California. Hashtag let us bet. All right, everyone, we are back at it, episode 681 on a big Monday. And, again, I don't know how much better we could have been this weekend. You love to see it. You know, don't want to get uh, cocky here, But I think it's also important that, hey, when you're running hot, it's okay to be proud of yourself. Again, we're working hard. This ain't easy. Uh, again, we've, we've all had win streaks and losing streaks, but I think sometimes when you have a good weekend or a good few days or a good night, it's okay to be a little bit, a little bit happy, a little bit proud because you know when we lose, we we take it on the chin, uh, you know, mentally, emotionally, and all that. So again, great to see that we've had a good, uh, good little streak here going, uh, 14 and three since Friday. So let's see if we can keep it rolling. Uh, we started the pod recapping the NFL weekend. Of course, dogs six and six ATS. I think we just we just picked the right dogs, uh, I guess. Uh, and unders are eight and four. Keep an eye on those unders. Uh, Unders are really crushing here. Unders on the year, 56 and 37, 60% overall. Uh, So we recap the uh, NFL Sunday. I am sweating Denver plus four and a half tonight. If you'd like to join, make sure you get the hook. That thing is continuing to fall. Uh, And now let's go to some other sweats for tonight. So we got baseball. We got baseball. Let's go to this big game, 7.07 p.m. Eastern Time, Game 5 of the American League Divisional Series, Cleveland and New York. Yeah, it's a do or die in New York or the Yankees going to get it done. It's a do or die. This is is New York-style pizza. You better fold it down the middle, boy. Uh, Again, that's my New York impression as a Bostonian. But uh, do or die, only baseball game tonight. Uh, you did see uh, Yankees win the first one Guardians won the next two Yankees won uh, yesterday to force this game uh, I keep calling it a game seven though it's a game five but it's a best of five series so pretty much it's a game seven but what are we looking for today guys not a ton here on the money line the Yankees opened around a minus 145 favorite they've been bet up to around minus 150 uh, nothing crazy uh you have seen um, er- or sorry we have Aaron Savalli pitching for Cleveland. 5-6, 4.92 ERA, facing Jamison Tyon, 14-5, 3.91. Tyon had a good year, uh, but he only pitched one time in the playoffs so far against Cleveland. That was a game, too, that the Yankees lost. He actually took the loss, two, uh, two earned runs and zero innings pitched. I would mention one thing. Uh, playoff dogs have done well. Uh, if you look at playoff dogs so far this season, they're 13-11, uh, which is kind of interesting here that dogs actually have a winning rate. So they're 13-11. Uh, You'd actually be up turning a pretty good profit here if you've been betting on these dogs. uh, You'd actually uh, be up almost five units overall, like a 21% ROI. So, you know, put that in your back pocket. You know, if you do like Cleveland, that is in your favor. This is a no play for me just because, um, you know, the Yankees are a big public play. Uh, Across the market, they're getting 77% of bets, 84% money. A small line move to the Yankees, but really nothing that notable. You know, anything can happen in a game five, game seven dogs have done well overall. So I really want nothing to do with this money line. It really just had, I have no system matches. It's not contrarian. There's a small line move, but you know, you are getting 77% bets, 84% money. I feel like you should have at least a 10 cents team move or more. Excuse me. This really hasn't been uh, that much either way. So it's a no play for me on the uh, money line. But I am making a play on the total. I'm going to go under 7.5 here, guys. I've noticed a lot of liability here on the under. It opened at 7.5. It's uh, really juiced up here, 7.5 under, minus 120. I see some shops even 7.5 under, minus 125. Uh, and so, so that tells me that this thing could get down to 7. Now, if you look at the scores that we've had in this game so far, um, unders are either, depending on what you grade one of these closing lines at, the under is either 3-1 this series or 2-1-1 one one this series. So we've seen these low-scoring games. Uh, 7.5 is really juiced up, looking like it's getting down to 7. That's important because 60% of bets are on the over, yet this line is juiced up under. Uh, Weather could be an issue. It's kind of a rainy day in Boston today. Uh, Looks like it could be rainy at Yankee Stadium. Some rain. Wind is blowing out a little bit, about 5 miles an hour. Nothing crazy here. But maybe you get rain delays. They're probably going to try to get this game in no matter what. Um, But that's notable to me that public's over yet juiced up under. Um, and you do have looking like this line's going to get down to seven. So the other thing here is like, you know, when we bet, um, NHL and NBA game seven unders, that's really kind of a classic system. It's mostly like tired legs um, when you get to hockey and NBA, but it's also kind of the elimination game, you know, uh, maybe you're a little bit more careful. You don't take as many chances. Uh, maybe the, the pitchers here have a little bit more of a, an advantage over the hitters. Uh, I kind of play into that a little bit. Again, it's not as you know, it pronounces NHL and NBA, but kind of that game seven under mentality. I'm going to apply that a little bit to a, you know, winner take all game tonight. So my only play really nothing here on the money line, public Yankee play moved a little, not a ton. I'm going under seven and a half. I think I'm hopefully going to beat the closing line here. I got under seven and a half at minus minus one twenty. Looks like it's getting down, hopefully down to seven. Now to some NHL. So NHL. I think we might knock on wood, but hopefully we're getting some, uh, some juice here going. I know there's one day last week where I think it was 1-3, something like that. But, again, with system matches, the deeper you get into the season, the stronger they become. So I have four bets in the NHL tonight. Reminder, NHL, we're not even going to talk at all about percentages. Uh, they're real if you get a look at them from DraftKings, but it's really low-bet sports. So there's no public in the NHL to bet on these games. It's people like us who kind of know what we're doing a little bit here. So you, if you see, like, 70% of bets on the Bruins – you know, we would look at that and say, whoa, public play. But really, because it's such a low bet sport, that 70% might be a majority of sharp people who actually know the sport and, and are, are kind of leaning that way. So just keep that in mind. If you ever wonder why I don't mention percentages, it's because they don't matter as much in hockey because it's a low bet sport, not enough public bias to go against. So you guys know the deal by now. Line moves and betting systems. That's what we do with the NHL. Uh, so real quick, I want to mention one thing. NHL favorites. That's uh, a chalky sport. I bet a lot of favorites in hockey. I'm a dog better by nature, but I'm not going to bet dogs just because some, you know, like stubborn thing. Like, I'm contrarian. I got to bet dogs. No, I'm a sports better. I want to win. So you know what wins in hockey? You know, at least, uh, you know, last few years in particular, favorites, chalky favorites. But you got to pick the right ones. I think that's important as well. Uh, so anyway, favorites so far this year, 25 and 13, 66%. Home favorites, 18 and 9, 67%. couple matches here. First one on the board for me. I'm going to go New York Rangers. Let's go Rangers, baby. I'm on the Rangers. Shop around. I got the Rangers at minus 220. Rangers are at home against Anaheim. They open as low as minus 180, minus 190. I've seen them now get bet up to around minus 220, minus 230. Bunch of matches here. Other than first off, a big steam move toward the Rangers. Home favorites with a line move in their favor. 15-3. 15-3 so far this year. 83%, 68% over the last two years. Also have a system I call the sweet spot big favorite. It's between minus 200 and minus 250. Uh, Since the start of the 2021 season, that system is 73%. Uh, It's now 6-1 and to start this year. We talked about favorites doing well, 66%. Home favorites, 67%. Also, the New York Rangers rested. They last played on the 14th. The Anaheim Ducks played on the 15th. Uh, Much better offense for the Rangers. Almost four goals a game versus three for Anaheim. But it's really the defense. Uh, Rangers only given up around 2.6 goals a game. The Ducks are giving up like five and a half goals a game. So we got a lot of matches. We got a big steam move. First play for me, guys. I got the New York Rangers at minus 220. Uh, next play. I'm going to go Dallas Stars. Let's go Stars, baby. Saw a good steam move here on the Stars. They're at home against Winnipeg, 830 game. Stars open as low as a, around a minus 115, minus 120 home favorite. Seen them get bet up now to around minus 140. So a lot of movement toward Dallas. And all these system matches that we love, Favorite 66%. Uh, Home favorite, 67%. Home favorite with a line move, 83%. Here's another one that we haven't mentioned yet, but a favorite off a win. So you're favored. You're expected to win. You're coming off a win, so you're bringing in some momentum here. 8-1 to start this season, 89%. Favorite off a win since the start of last year, 67%. So I'm going to ride Dallas at home. Give me the Dallas Stars at minus 140. Uh, Next play for me, I I noticed a big move here, and then I read, uh, as I do every morning, Andy McNeil's daily NHL column, which is great. Uh, and I put a lot of stock into what Andy thinks and looks at. He is kind of a different model than we do. He's actually a pro better who sets his own numbers and then bets the discrepancies versus we're kind of like market-based betters. But I like it when we're kind of aligning on the same page, even though our process might be a little bit different. But he liked the Kings tonight, and I'm taking a shot on the Kings as well. Uh, I know this is the Kings team. I feel like I would. I bet on the first two games and I lost the first two for me. I couldn't believe it. Over the weekend, I didn't notice this, but I think the Kings won – 7-6 to six over Minnesota, I believe. Yeah, like a plus-150 road dog. Uh, but anyway, uh, I like the Kings tonight. Uh, there's a lot of injuries for Detroit. This game actually opened the Kings uh, like a very short, like minus-110 road favorite. Now they're up to minus-135, minus-140. So this line is moving uh, bigly toward the Kings. Uh, favorites are, again, 66% this year. Favorite off a win, 89%. I got a dust-off. There was a system It was a road favorite. I think it's road favorite minus-175 or more. That was like 80% or something last year. Uh, But the other thing I like about the Kings, um, aside from Andy liking them too and seeing this big steam move and system match in their favor, is for a bunch of injuries for Detroit. Uh, They have no Tyler Bertuzzi, their second-leading goal scorer. No Jacob Verana, another good forward for them. So hopefully the Kings can get it done for us. Maybe they feel good after that big win uh, against Minnesota, a good team here. So I'm going to ride the Kings. I shop around. I got the Kings at minus 135. Then last play of the night for me, uh, if you listen to Morning Bets, you're probably already on this one. Give me the Carolina Hurricanes. I feel like the Canes might be a team we bet on quite a bit this year, but I like them when they're below minus 200. That's what they are tonight. So give me Carolina. They're on the road at Seattle. Uh, Carolina opened as low as like minus 150. On the road, they're up to minus 160, minus 165. So number one, steam move in favor of Carolina. Again, market movement telling you that respect money had laid the chalk with Carolina. Uh, you have favorite 66%. Favorite off a win, 89% this year. Arrested favorite off a win. Uh, So this is also a rest advantage. Carolina last played the 14th versus the uh, Kraken who played on the 15th. If you look at that system, you have at least three days off. You're coming off a win. You're a favorite. Uh, Since the start of the 2021 season, you are, uh, let me see, 68%. So it's done pretty well here overall. It's been a system that is cash. So I'm digging that system, uh, and that is a match here on Carolina. Rested, line move, bunch of systems. Give me Carolina. I got Carolina at minus 165. So a four-pack in the NHL. Can we get three of these or more? Give me the Rangers minus two twenty, Dallas minus one forty, Carolina minus one sixty-five, and the Kings minus one thirty-five. There you have it, guys. Another day, another dollar grinding in the arena. Reminder: If you enjoy the Market Insights podcast, and I, I bet you do, or at least you did the last three days, uh, because uh, again, fourteen and three. I don't know how much better we. Could, I guess we could go seventeen and zero, but that, that's asking quite a bit here. But anyway, if you had a good, uh, if you had a good weekend. Uh, you went 3-0 UFC. You had a really good weekend with football. Maybe you're becoming a puckhead. Whatever the case may be, you got a couple extra bones in your pocket. Make my day. And I know you have a couple extra bones because we, we freaking got after it this weekend. But if you really want to let me know, you appreciate the hard work I put in. Grinding in the arena, again, talking and really thinking through the sharp, contrarian, data-driven perspective of betting. Is this the only way to bet? No. But it's the way that you know I was taught and I know works. And uh, I hope to help uh, other bettors win this way as well. Uh, again, all want to be pro bettors, set our own numbers, but not all of us know how to work pivot tables and know how to put uh, set up really good power ratings. So what's the next best thing? To me, it's monitoring the market and, and, and looking at uh, all the data to make the smartest bet that you can. So uh, if you had a good weekend, you got some extra money, how about you got 20 bucks? Do do this for me. Go to Amazon.com, type in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting, pick up a copy for you or for a friend It would mean the world to me. It's my book. It's got everything I've learned in the industry. All my tips, systems, strategies, little common mistakes to avoid. I wrote it from the perspective of, hey, you're a new better. You're in a state that just legalized betting for the first time. You've never placed a bet. What should you know about betting to help you, uh, you know, kind of, you know, get that learning curve a little bit easier when you first start? Because it's always hard. When it's all, it's hard no matter what, but it's hard when you first start, especially. So, uh, pick one up for you or for a friend, guys. It's got everything I've learned: how lines are set, how and why they move, how to read line movement, how to locate sharp action, how to place a bet in person or online, how to shop for the best line. All included in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. So, uh, again, if you've already bought a copy, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. Uh, and if you're going to, I really appreciate it. it means a lot to me. And, again, holidays are coming up. makes a good stocking stuff for a Hanukkah gift. Just throwing it out there. Uh, but, anyway, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. That being said, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River in Rhode Island, the Brook of New Hampshire, Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun down in Connecticut, breaking handle records every day in the great city of New York, before you know it, just a couple months from now, we'll all be hanging out at the Encore in Boston with uh, Goodwill Hunting and Ben Affleck, and maybe J-Lo will show up. Maybe Julian Edelman will be there uh, sweating legal games at the uh, Encore in Boston. Or, of course, out in the desert where the true grinders get down, where Billy Walter sends his number runners, where the lowest choose possible is found, the South Point. Or at Stadium Swim with your feet in the pool, sweating sharp contrarian plays with Stormy and the crew. Or getting a victory burger indoors hanging by the mega bar uh, or the, uh, the big screen. Or the Mandalay Bay or Superbook, my two other favorite books in Vegas. Wherever it may be, you guys, you guys have some tickets to show me this weekend. Friday night, show me a Tampa Bay or Carolina ticket. Show me a San Diego Padres under 7.5. Saturday, Show me a 3 and 0 UFC, a Todorovic, a Gene Takovic ticket, a Martinez, a Grasso. Show me a Utah money line. That's why you money line and you pay the juice, just win the damn game. Show me a Syracuse money line, a Kentucky 4.5. Uh, show me on Sunday an Indianapolis Colts money line, a Patriots plus three, a Giants plus six, an Atlanta plus 5.5, all the way down to 3.5. Show me a Seattle plus three. Guess what, guys? First one's on me. Next one's on you. We're going to post about the book. So Sweat sharp contrarian plays all night long. I wish you the best of luck. Enjoy Monday at football tonight. Let's see if the, uh, the Denver Broncos can come to play here. Let's cover this number. And again, guys, my parting words as always. Stay sharp. Stay contrarian. Bet against the public. Place yourself on the side of the house. Always be with this, uh, the smart money. Never against it. Well, smart money win every time. Of course not. Nothing wins every time. Uh, uh, Rumor, spoiler, uh, but guess what? Smart Money is going to win a majority of the time over the long haul, between 55 and 60%. So that's why we want to be with the Sharps, never against them. If we can find that sweet spot against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, avoid parlays, don't even touch those same game parlays. They're a complete penny slot for the book. Uh, And then also get some closing line value. If we can do that, we're going to be A-OK long-term guys. So wish you the best of luck. Again, good weekend. Let's even we keep it rolling. Let's start off a new week, turn the page on a high note. Let's go Broncos. Uh, as always, guys, do not forget to tip your ticket writers. That's why we had a good week. That's why we had a good weekend. You guys have been tipping your ticket writers. We've been having some good juju here with the betting gods. But uh, great weekend, guys. Let's keep it going. I wish you the best of luck. Enjoy the sweats for tonight. Hopefully, we can cash some more tickets. Because, as the Godfather of Visa likes to say, that's what it's all about. Good luck, everybody. Enjoy your Monday.